Welcome to The Financial Couple. Our names are Lewis and Angie. We are a couple trying to navigate our way to financial independence. In our podcast, we will discuss personal finance, budgeting, investing, and fire. Let's get stuck into this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Financial Couple, the podcast for people who are interested in money and all things life. So today in the episode, we're going to be talking about fire. And no, I'm not talking about the thing that produces smoke. I'm talking about financial independence, retire early. We're specifically going to be talking about obviously fire and like what it means to us. Because I guess there's like so many different variations of fire. So yeah, I guess it's just our kind of personal take on it. Like what are our our goals? What do we aim to achieve? How we got interested in it and all that kind of stuff. And I think also the big question as well is why? Why fire? Like why is this something that is interesting to us? Which obviously if you are listening to this podcast, it might interest you as well. Mm. But this is just our kind of personal take on fire. Yeah, definitely. So... I guess we should just dive straight in. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I guess the first thing that we'll cover is what is fire. So I feel like for a lot of people out there, they all know what it is. But if this is your time hearing about it, fire stands for financial independence, retire early. And that retire early bit sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound good. But I feel like when you say it, you lose people immediately. Yeah. When you when they hear the retire early. Mm. Like, I've told people about it, and they're like, oh, yeah, good luck. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, they're just like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, cool. sounds good, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess we'll dive deeper into that, like, what that means for us. Mm-hmm. But I guess in a nutshell, FIRE is kind of like a method on personal finances where you accumulate enough savings, and while you're saving, you invest pretty much all of your savings or a large portion of it into index funds or listed investment companies or it can be anything really and like real estate depending on what you're into and then you kind of reach your fire number yeah and this is a calculation based on the trinity study where you can live off four percent of your investment mm-hmm. and because the average market to return is around six to eight percent um so that four percent is also including inflation as well because that also eats away at your investments and your savings as well. So I guess in a nutshell, that's like fire, but then you could like go off in any direction and like unpackage any of those things as well. Like it's it's a pretty big thing really. Yeah. Um, and there's so much to it though that a lot of people also kind of don't understand yeah. as well. Like especially like the calculation of their fire number like it just sounds like their actual number could be just ridiculous to them yeah but it's quite attainable if you if you want it to be and if you really think about it as well yeah and to come up with your fire number i think from the top of my head you um just for standard fire that there's type there's like different types of fire five different main types of fire yeah that which you researched i only knew about two um but yeah to come up with your fire number you take your kind of yearly expenses or not not really your expenses but the amount of money that you need to live off yeah. or that you'd like to live off. Yeah, so like your essentials. Yeah. Your essential expenses. Yeah. And that can also include like discrepancy money like for holidays, gifts, like it's pretty much what it costs to run your life. Yeah. So you kind of have to view it 
almost like your company and you want to see how much it costs to run your life. Yeah. And then once you come up with that number, say for example, it's $20,000. Yeah. So what you do then is you times it by 25 mm-hmm. and that will be your kind of target number or your fine number. So theoretically, once you reach that number, then you could just retire early yeah. and live off the income from your investments, whether you sell it down or you get dividends yeah. from your investment, or that could be any number of things. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like how you reach fire via that number. Yeah. Um, so there's like calculations based behind it. Cause you could just be like, Oh yeah, I just want to reach fire, but you kind of have to have like a, <laughs> a goal, an end goal. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise you'll just be like, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, I'm just going to keep putting money in, but I don't actually need, I don't actually know what, like, what number I need to reach in order to essentially retire. And, like, people can't really see our hand movements, but there's probably going to be a lot of uh, quotation with the fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, I think you said it before, like, your fine number can seem really high. Yeah. Um, like, I think the first time you calculated yours, you were like, Holy shit, like that's yeah, a yeah. lot of money. It was I think I think it was six hundred and seventy yeah, six hundred and seventy five thousand and I was like, Holy shit, like how how in God's <laughs> no. name am I gonna be able to save up six hundred and seventy five thousand dollars? Like that is just ridiculous. I'm like that will take me my entire lifetime. Mm. But then people don't take into account like the reinvesting, the dividends and like the compounding of interest and like yeah. they don't take into consideration that. They think that oh well with that 675 that's what i'm gonna have to invest and that's not the case at all yeah like you would have to invest maybe three hundred thousand dollars which is still like a ridiculous amount of money like that's so much money yeah but then if you push it out over time you know it's not it's not unattainable and that would be you know that 675,000. that would be my whole retire like my whole fire number but that's and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but that's not necessarily the number that I'm working towards. And I guess the other thing is, like like you said, you don't have to save that amount of money. Yeah. Like, you might, it might be a half or two-thirds. Yeah. Because you're going to earn invest, like, you're going to earn interest. Yeah. Or com- you're gonna, it's going to compound, compound during that time as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, like, different things. Like, you know, you might have kids along the way you might already yeah. have kids mm-hmm. so your time frame can vary yeah um so i remember the first time we talk we spoke about it yeah you're like even if i try and reach 675 yeah it's going to potentially take me 15 years yes. to save that yeah but right now you're 29 yeah and i'm 29 as well yeah and i think the the retirement age is 65, 65. yeah so i mean 15 years is a long time yeah but even if you can bring your retirement forward 20 years, it's still so like that's much still time. so good. Yeah. Like it's crazy. So yeah, I guess the whole point of fire is just to kind of get into the mindset, get a really good savings rate. And that's also another topic of like what determines how fast you can reach fire. Yeah. Because if you earn a good salary, but you only save 10%, 10%. of your income, <laughs> then you're going to, it's going to take you forever. It's going to take you up until probably the age of 65 yeah. to yeah. actually you know end up with fire yeah exactly (laughs) so it's obviously not for everyone yeah but for myself personally um like i i run my own business but just having the kind of mental element Mm. just saying like like fuck it yeah like (laughs) Like i just don't want to work for a year and then yeah i don't have to think about 
anything. It's the ideal. It's the idea of freedom, I guess, mm. and like that's the same with me. I mean, I've only been working full time for like two years, yeah. and I'm so tired. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, yeah, you know, I think for us, it's not necessary. It's not like really about the money. It's about the option to work. Yeah, definitely. And I think that that's where like a lot of people will be like, oh, well, what else are you going to do with your time? And that's something that we can talk about a little bit later too. Yeah, like what 100%. we could potentially be doing. Yeah, like I have no plan whatsoever of yeah. stopping what I'm doing because I love what I do. Mm. But it's, it's just that peace of mind factor for me. Yeah. Like just not having to worry about it. Yeah. And like I love what I do as well, but what I do comes with a lot of responsibility and there's a lot of outside of hours work Yeah. that, you know, I don't get paid for those, but it's expected. And I think it's those expectations that come with my job that can make it, you know, quite tiring. And there's no way that I would give up teaching. Mm. It would just mean maybe I didn't have, you know, a, a full class for five days straight. You know, maybe I would go down to two days. Yeah. Maybe I would do CRT, you know, but there wouldn't be like, you know, I wouldn't be not teaching. Yeah. I would just be changing. You're just your schedule, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would just be changing um, my pro rata, pro rata or whatever it's called. Yeah. My time fraction, that's yeah. the word. Be changing my time fraction. What's that? Like from if you're if <laughs> you're full time if you're full time you're classified as like one. Yeah. So you're a whole. If you're if you work two days a week, you'd be classified as like point three. So they see you as like point three of a worker. Yeah, pretty much. It's like the days that you work. So if you <laughs> oh, work okay, four right. days, you're zero point four. If you work two days, you're zero point two. Yeah. But that's if you're on contract. Yeah. And like for you, like it's a pretty uh, mentally Draining. Draining job. <laughs> yes. By the sound, like, you know, teachers. Yeah. So, yeah, like, for me, I would just keep working. But for you, it's different. Like, you want to potentially have two or three days off a week. Yeah. Do something else. Yeah, and it's not necessarily having time off. Yeah. Like, I, there's, I would die. Like, I would be so bored mm. if I was at home Yeah. for those five full days. Like, you and I would most likely probably kill each other. Oh, yeah, especially during COVID. Yeah. Like, if I wasn't doing anything, I would have lost it ages ago yeah yeah like i think it's, it's more the freedom of you know if i want to go and volunteer yeah and that could be even volunteering with kids like i could have I, I could be able to go into a school and be like hey look i'm actually a teacher however you know like i only work a few days a week like i'm happy to volunteer in the school and help you know specific students in need yeah and not get paid for it like that's awesome yeah definitely and i'm um, just going back just rewinding a little bit to the savings rate so this is by far like one of the most important things because I feel like a lot of people that are potentially getting interested in fire, mm. like you might be on a low to middle income, but a lot of the time the barrier is, oh, I can't save enough. Yeah. Um, so that's when the savings rate is really, really important because mm. even if you're on like an average income, if you can really crank up your savings rate, yeah. then you could potentially reach fire at the same time as someone else because yeah. you also have to take into account that you're potential expenses to run your life might also be cheaper depending on where you live or yeah. you know your particular um circumstance but yeah i think it's all circumstantial like if you're if you're someone who has a higher income yeah you're more likely to spend more yeah like your okay. your expenses and your expenses as well like you'll most likely have you know a, a higher mortgage you'll more likely you know, your expenses will most likely be higher than those of a lower income earner yeah. whose expenses will be lower. Like, it's not necessarily that your expenses will be cheap. Yeah. It's just that 
your expenses will be lower than that of someone who has a higher income. Yeah, like if you, if someone say says earns, if someone says earns a hundred thousand dollars a year, yeah, and they can save fifty percent of their income. Yeah. And someone who's earning fifty, but they're saving seventy-five percent of their income. Yeah. They're gonna reach fire. Quicker. Yeah. Yeah. So. It just, but that means that once you reach fire, that's kind of your base level yeah. of your investment portfolio. Yeah. Um, but you can also match that up with like still working full time or part time. And you can so. always supplement it too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like there's no limit to how much you can earn. Yeah. There's someone that, that's a quote from someone and I don't know who it is, but I'm probably, it's probably someone that you and I both watch, but yeah, there's no limit to there's, there's obviously a time limit during the day, yeah. but there's no limit to how much you can ever earn. No, there isn't. Yeah, that's definitely true. Especially if you're doing like side hustles or, yeah. you know, private coaching or tutoring or, yeah. you know, just and, something on the side. Yeah, so. and those things might take, you know, they might take out a little bit of your time. But then if you look at the bigger picture, what mm. does that mean that you'll be able to reach fire, you know, two years earlier? Yeah. That's two years that you've then got. Yeah. Yeah, that's something like I'm personally pretty passionate about um, that I don't see get spoken about that much in the fire community is increasing your income. Mm. It's all it's always about like saving, your, saving, your savings, salary. which yeah. it is like you want to be like, like you just want to be cutthroat and like cut your expenses where yeah. it doesn't matter. Like you still want to spend stuff you're, you care about. But another really great way is to, you know, like look outside of your kind of zone that you're in like yeah. look for different jobs look for different careers look for like side hustles or extra jobs that especially, could, yeah they could potentially get you there quicker especially if you have a particular talent too yeah but also on the flip side of the coin like if you just want to enjoy your life and just go about your way hmm. and still reach fire and not have to work extra yeah. then like it doesn't really matter but if you're wanting to get there quicker then there are ways you can kind of like crank it up yeah and i guess that's like for me like i am so tired on the weekends <laughs> yeah. and when i come home from work like i couldn't possibly have a second job like i could try you know with like instagram or youtube or something and try and make you know money from that that's mm. not really that's not my goal yeah but you know like i i would be happy to try and save as much of my salary as i possibly could because to have a second job mm. i feel like that would then suffer like my my first job would then suffer because yeah. i'd be so tired anyway <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so i guess there's there's so much to unpack in just that little introduction but i, I guess we could do like a full-on in-depth podcast yeah on like all the ins and outs of fire and, and like all the different kinds of fire too yeah but i guess like when i first started learning about it i felt so overwhelmed but yeah. really like the essence of fire is to like save as much as you can and invest when you can yeah and then as long as you hold on to that like core strategy and yeah. invest in like good assets yeah then that's pretty much all you have to do it's yeah. pretty much once, it's like set and forget yeah so it's just a mindset like you think about it for maybe a month or so get everything in order mm. and then you just put that strategy in place yeah and you don't really have to think about it again you don't have to like go on all the forums and blogs and like try and like optimize every single like facet of it like yeah. you just set it up yeah. and if it's not like optimal like to like the you know to the top tier then that's okay yeah like worst case scenario it's going to put you off a few months or a year but there's no point stressing about it every single day trying to like 
cut down the management expenses yeah. or cut this and cut that. Like you don't want it to like run your life. Yeah. So you want it to make your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that puts us into the next topic of how we both got interested in fire. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. So I had never, ever heard of fire until the year 2019. The so glorious pre-2020. Yes, glorious <laughs> pre-COVID. Um, so Lewis first introduced me to it actually last year. I think we might have been out to dinner or we usually have money conversations over dinner. Mm. I don't know. But we would have been talking. Oh, no, it was about because you went to a seminar. Yeah, Peter Thornhill. For a day. Yeah, and you were taught, and like you just came back and you were so inspired, and you were all like, oh. <laughs> and telling me all about like this strategy. I don't even think you called it fire. It was something, I think you called it something else, like financial independence or freedom or something. You, I don't think you said fire. Mm. Um, and I was just listening to you, and I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, I kind of just <laughs> yeah. brushed it off, thinking, like, oh my gosh, like, I am dating the biggest financial nerd. Yeah. ever great <laughs> yeah that um, was pretty much your exact response that was what? pretty much cool. yeah i was like oh cool like you liked it then yeah um you know being a good <laughs> girlfriend and listening to what you're saying mm. um and then yeah i kind of just left it and was like oh yeah whatever like that's not really for me yeah um and then in january 2020 i somehow stumbled across another podcast called she's on the money which some people, um, I mean, if you haven't heard of it, you should go and listen to it after you've listened to this one. It's, of it's a really good. Um, so it's all about like um, financial empowerment for women and knowing what to do with your money and using, you know, like proper strategies. I'm not trying to boast them. I'm just saying um, they're a really good podcast mm. and they kind of explained it in a way that I understood. Yeah. Like you explained it pretty well, but you explained it from like a very financial, literal kind of point of view. Whereas this podcast kind of, I don't know, they just, they really, not that you weren't engaging, but like... No, yeah, like I'm not going to, like I'm really bad at explaining things. Yeah, they explained it in a really clear cut way. Yeah. And I was just, I remember I came home, came over to our house that we just bought and I was like, oh, like you need to listen to this podcast. It's actually so good. And then as soon as I started playing it, you were like, I've already spoken to you about this. Like I've told you about <laughs> this before. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then, yeah, like that podcast just really inspired me and like motivated me and you did as well to like really get my like shit together, my financial shit together. Mm. And be like, oh, okay. Like I, this is something that I could do. So that's kind of how I was introduced um, and got interested in fire, a like by you, and then also by another podcast. Yeah, yeah. I remember the day you came back, and you were like, couldn't stop talking about that podcast. Yeah, it's like it opened the floodgates. Yeah, it, it honestly <laughs> did. And I remember I'd listened to it every day. Yeah. While we were like renovating this house. And then even when we were on road trips, yeah, we were listening to that podcast. As soon and as we had li never listened to podcasts together. Yeah. Oh, except for like Joe Rogan. Which, which you didn't like. Which I was, like, forced to. But this was okay. something we both liked. Yeah, like, on a Wednesday morning at, like, 8 a.m., like, oh, has it been released? Like, she's on the money's been released. <laughs> like, come on, we've got to play it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of... It captured me. Yeah, I think you're definitely right. Like, it's just like anything. 
when it's like spoken in your language, yeah, not the female language, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like a way you understand the language that you understand, yeah, yeah. Then I, it makes all the difference. Yeah, like you understand financial language that is way more complex. Yeah. Whereas I'm kind of like, oh, this is what this means. That's what it is. I'm like, oh, okay, right. Yeah. I need the dumbed down bit. Like I'm a teacher, but I need the dumbed dumbed down. <laughs> yeah, but usually that's like the most important like aspect. Like yeah. boiled down. That's all you need to know, kind yeah. of thing. For me, the idea, the, the idea that I really love about fire is, and it's going to make me sound like the laziest person ever, but I'm honestly not. It's having the option mm. to work. Like, yeah. you know, I just had the mindset that pretty much every single person has in Australia. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to work up until the age I'm 65 and then I'll retire and I'll use my superannuation. Like mm. now, now I'm kind of like, Ugh. like that <laughs> sounds shit like yeah i mean like i know hate to anyone who you know is working up until the age of 65 but i just want to do so much more with my life like you've got one life one that's all mm -hmm. that you get yeah i don't want to be working my whole life like i don't mind working like really hard and putting my head down and my bum up for like 10 years yeah to then have the rest of my life to be like oh let's go to bali for a month and we can work work remotely mm-hmm okay <laughs> like at least then we'd actually have the option to yeah and yeah like you said i think that's one of the reasons why fire has like so many hardcore lovers lovers and followers yeah is that it just challenges everything that you've thought about you know life work, work life you know work until you're this age retire at that age yeah. and do it in that order yeah so i feel like it's i feel like everyone kind of has that thought in the back of their mind like yeah you know, is this the only way? Like, yeah. there must be another alternative. Yeah. So I feel like fire gives that alternative. And, I'm, and I mean, like, for me, I'm quite lucky because, you know, for my job, I get 10 weeks or whatever it is, like, out of the year of for so-called, here's the fingers again, so-called holidays. Um, <laughs> yeah. But then, like, you know, that's good for, like, teachers and stuff, even though we need it. But then I think about other people who get, what, what's normal annual leave? Two, four weeks? Yeah, like four two weeks, weeks, three weeks. Two weeks annual leave. Sometimes less, yeah. And I'll just, yeah. <laughs> like, imagine if you were, yeah. I wouldn't, I'd have mental breakdowns all the time. I'd cry probably more than I do already. <laughs> yeah. I remember the first time I started working full-time, I was like, I was like, oh, you kind of get, like, long holidays, like, summer holidays, right? Yeah. And they're like, no, you, we finish it 23rd, back on the 27th for a few days. Yeah. And then finish on the 30th and then back on the 4th or the 3rd. Yeah. And I was like... Oh, that's it? It's mm. like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's not a holiday. Yeah. I mean, but like, we live in Australia, so it's still, we're still so fortunate. Oh, yeah, I know. We're so lucky. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you become interested in fire? I think yours would be a lot more complex than just to listen to a podcast. Yeah, I guess for me, like, um, like I've always just... In the back of my head, I've always just kind of challenged the idea of work every single year, full time, day in and day out, and, you know, retire when you're 65. Like, even when I was a kid, I was like, that just sounds so messed up. Yeah. And I even remember, like, going to school on, on, on like, a public school bus, um, and then I was just sitting at the traffic lights looking at people in cars. Like, yeah. it's just something I did. And, like, people just looked so... So unhappy. Unhappy and yeah. miserable. Like, they were just, like... 
It's just like something had been sucked out of them yeah. on the way to work. Their soul. Yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> I remember, I just remember it so clearly, like I was in grade eight or nine, and I was like, that just doesn't look fun. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's got to be another way. Yeah. Um, and I had no idea what that was. And then I think about five years ago, I was watching YouTube, and I came across some random video about this guy called Mr. Money Moustache, oh, yeah. which I feel like is the pretty typical... The OG. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I watched that video and then that led me to his blog. And then I'm pretty sure I like read all of his posts at that time, you know, try and live close to where you work, ride a bike, don't buy a car, savings rates, like all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then I guess at that time I like was like traveling a lot. So it wasn't that kind of important then for me. I was about 24, 23, but that kind of like clicked in my head. I was like, oh, like this is a alternative. Yeah. Like, that's that thing I've been thinking about. I, like, found it. Mm. I was like, oh, this is, like, really cool. And Mm. that can actually provide a solution that's, like, being proved to work. You can, like, work towards it. It's realistic kind of thing. So I guess for me that, like, really clicked. And then I guess when I started working full-time again and doing my business and started earning a bit more income, I was like, I really need to figure this out. So I started researching more blogs and I came across a few... Aussie fire yeah. blogs out mm. there. So shout out to all of the uh, Aussie fire blogs out there. Cause then that kind of puts an Australian spin on it. Yeah. Cause, cause I, I think that a lot of the information is from the U S and you yeah. know, they talk about Roth IRAs and other stuff. And we're kind of like, what is that? Yeah, exactly. Like it's, there's no relevance whatsoever to Australians. Yeah. So I feel like there's been like a really, you know, strong shift towards like personal finance in Australia. Yeah. Like she's on the money, all of the fire blogs out there. Like I feel like the last few years, like younger people like our generation are really talking about it, which I think is awesome. But yeah, I guess that's the first, that was my first introduction into fire. And yeah, I haven't looked back. Yeah, it's good. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess like our journey to fire is a little bit, um, different yeah so like even you know like investing is a massive part about fire and that's how you you know you earn your passive income from the dividends and mm. that's what you live off um but even before getting to that point and investing because you were investing way before i was um but for me personally i had a bit of debt um which you know if you are on the fire train the best way to reach fire is to not have any debt. Mm. So the first instance for me from she's on the money, I was like, right, I need to get rid of all my debt, get rid of it. So then all of my savings, I can first build up an emergency fund because you also need an emergency fund if you're trying to work for fire. Mm. Um, And yeah, so pay off all the debts, build up an emergency fund and then really start smashing into the stock market. Yeah. Is that what you say? Yeah. Yeah, It's like smashing into it. Um, So I started listening to She's on the Money in January. Um, I actually took paying off my credit card seriously in April, Mm. March, maybe April, probably April. Yeah. And I cut up that credit card in the very start of July. Yeah. And I had about $5,000 on that credit card. Mm. And I honestly didn't save a cent for those three months, three, four months. I put everything that I had onto that credit card and got rid of it. Um, And then, yeah, so I just needed to sort out like a budget, like what could I actually afford 
to live off and how much of my income now can I actually put towards those debts and just to get rid of it. Mm. And then, yeah, so I paid off my credit card, which was, yay, that was so exciting. Yeah. Um, but I still do, it's not even like a debt per se because it's a loan to my mum uh, for my car that I need, that I still need to pay off. And that will be hopefully paid off in February yeah. if all goes well and we're still tracking, tracking right. Um, so all of that will be paid off in Feb. And then from February, then I'll be building up my emergency fund. Mm. And then we can start smashing into the stock market. Yeah. But I did actually invest a little bit into the stock market like last month. It was yeah. just $500. It's a start. No, nothing too exciting. But you know what they say, you don't time the market. It's time in the market that hey. counts. <laughs> so, and it was honestly just like a little bit. You've been bit, hanging around me too long. I know. <laughs> it was honestly just like a little bit of fun. Yeah. So like I still have um, so micro investing platform. So I invest with Spaceship. Yep. Just like a little bit, like just little amounts. And then, so once I have my emergency fund up and running, then I can start putting all my savings that I would have put into just a normal bank account into the stock market. Yeah. I guess when you first start out, it can feel so overwhelming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I guess you've like paid off the credit cards and then now it's like pretty simple. Yeah. Like you just invest whatever you can. Yeah. And you just rinse and repeat. Yeah, exactly right. So yeah, it can feel overwhelming, but... It's all those like little micro, almost like micro transactions. You just yeah. chip away at it. Yeah. And then six months, a year down the track, you're like, oh, I've got no more debt. I'm invested. So it like turns around yeah. um, pretty quickly, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think as well, um, like I found out a lot of stuff by doing my own research. You know, yeah. like not just relying on you to be like, what's this? What's this? Tell me, what does this mean? Mm. You know, actually taking my own responsibility and my yeah. own interest in it because like you can be interested in fire as much as you want but if you're not doing your own research and if you don't actually understand what the hell you're doing mm. why are you even trying to achieve it yeah like yeah you definitely do need to do your research mm. like just figure out what investments you want to invest in yeah and like what's your kind of goal for the income you want to receive yeah like do you want to sell down shares yeah or do you want to get rent rental income yeah. Or you just want a purely dividend investing portfolio. Yeah. So I guess we'll talk about that a little bit for like our five goals because mm. it's all personal and different as yeah. well. So, so I guess for my journey for fire, I started investing about six years ago. Um, I wouldn't really call it investing. I'd call it just gambling because <laughs> I was just investing in like random stocks because mm. I was working at the mines so I thought I had like the inside scoop on like all these companies <laughs> and stuff <laughs> but yeah that didn't work out so I was like <laughs> I was like um investing in all these like smaller uh kind of like gas exploration and oil exploration companies <laughs> I was like oh, I'm gonna put a couple grand in this one a couple grand in that one and it's gonna like just blow up overnight but that didn't work <laughs> it, blew up, it blew up in your face instead it blew up in my face <laughs> and then I kind of moved away from that and then I started investing in like Qantas for some reason and then <laughs> I made like a couple hundred dollars and I was like oh, I thought I was awesome I sold out that stock and then I didn't invest for like years until I read the barefoot investor yes and then he was talking about like licks and ETFs and I was like oh that's such like an effortless way to invest yeah like it just made sense yeah to like not try and handpick stocks because you're not going to beat the market and then I guess since then I've just been buying 
ETF slicks Australian and international and just rinse and repeat. And then you just like try and find the ones that's again is right for your strategy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's then, pretty much my journey and like where I am at the moment. Yeah. All right. So we're moving on to our kind of definition of fire because there is the traditional, you know, overarching fire definition, but every single person is different. And, you know, Lewis and I, we are still, we're a little bit different as well in um, what our own definition of fire kind of, it's like we're very similar, yeah. but we might have a few differences. Um, so fire means to me, so not really like the definition, but what fire means to me is to have enough passive income that our, sorry, well, that my portion of the mortgage is covered. And so then I can move down to two to three days a week um, for work and just to cover any additional expenses. So like for me, fire means to me, that's quite repetitive. That's okay. Um, having enough of a passive income that I no longer have to worry about paying the mortgage mm. because the mortgage is the busy, the biggest expense. Yeah. It's almost half of my expenses. Mm. So if that's covered, then, you know, I'll be sweet. Like that's what fire kind of means to me. And it doesn't, you know, I, I know that it, in the actual title, it says retire early. That's not what I envision Yeah. with fire. Like I don't envision sitting on the couch watching Netflix for seven mm. days out of the week. No, like definitely that's not. not, that's yeah. not my goal. That's not what it means to me. Yeah. Is. And the funny thing is, I don't think that's anyone's goal. Yeah. With fire. Like I don't, I haven't heard anyone say, oh, I can't wait to stop working and do F all. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Mate, like, you'll be bored after two weeks. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, they'll obviously move into something else they're interested in. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think I've heard anyone say, like, I want to retire early. Yeah. As in stop working. Yeah. So I feel like maybe the fire needs to be rebranded or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't understand why they have, like, why can't it just be called financial independence? Like, and that, which is what a lot of people are calling it now because they don't want that retire early stigma. Mm. But I feel like in a way it's good because it's polarizing. Yeah. So it kind of like rips you out of your chair, like financial independence, retire early. Yeah. Like that kind of hooks you in. And other people too. Yeah. Because I'd be like, what? What do you mean? What do you mean you don't want to work up until you're a, like you're 65? What? What are you going to do instead? Like that's not normal. And then other people question it. Mm. And, you're, and you're like, yes, good. Good on you for questioning it. Yeah. Like it's really good for hooking you in. But then when you explain it to someone, they're like, hold on, what? Yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the book called um, The 4-Hour Workweek. So it's all about like outsourcing work and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But the title of the book is to work for hours, but that's not the point of the book. Yeah. It's just saying, you know, you could possibly do that if you wanted, yeah. but realistically that's not going to happen. And I guess for my definition of fire, it's pretty similar to yours. Like I just want to have all of my expenses covered Yeah. and maybe a little bit on top to like go traveling or yeah. just go do trips and enjoy ourselves kind yeah. of thing. So I guess we're pretty similar in that regard for we, fire. Yeah, we have a pretty similar idea, like overarching idea. Yeah. And I guess one thing we've been speaking about recently is like say shit hits the fan mm -hmm. and you only reach halfway to your fire number. Yeah. Then that's still an awesome achievement. You're like, away ahead of, you know, however much percent of the population yeah, like even if you fail at reaching your fine number, yeah. like it's still so good. Yeah. Like your fine number is 675. Yeah. But just say, for example, you only got halfway. Yeah. That would still pay for the mortgage. Yeah, and that's kind of like my, I, my ideal. Like that's what I'm aiming for. But if I can do better than that, 
Yeah. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's that's what my minimum is to hope to achieve, is to just be able to cover the mortgage, mm. to then be like, oh, well, I only really need to earn, you know, a few hundred dollars extra a week yeah. to be able to pay for everything else. Yeah. And because there are so many different, uh, different types of fire as well, Mm. That only like the main one, like the regular fire is spoken about, but then there's all these other definitions. Like there's one called coast fire, barista fire, lean <laughs> fire, and fat fire. What was the barista one again? Barista fire is uh, having enough money to move to part-time work for the additional income. Oh yeah. Which is the one that I kind of want to work towards. So mm. I kind of want, it sounds like really Melbourne and really fancy, <laughs> yeah. but like you're having enough of a passive income. Yeah. That um, that most of your expenses are covered, mm. and you only really you can choose to work part time if you'd like to. You can even do casual if you wanted to. Yeah, exactly. And I guess that's a, another argument that I guess the critics of uh, fire have is that oh, you know, like what if you purely rely on your investment income? Mm. Then like, what would you do? Yeah. Like if the stock market crashed or something. Yeah. Then I guess it's like, well, I'll just go get a job. Yeah. Like it's not the end of the world. Yeah. It's just I wouldn't, like personally, I wouldn't withdraw anything no. from the fund. And that's also the importance of having an emergency fund. Yeah, exactly. Like that's why you would have three to six months of an emergency fund there because then that hopefully will give the market, you know, time to recover. Like I think mm. that they were saying, and I was listening to this on the podcast, um, <laughs> that the market crash that happened in March or April, whenever it was, was the quickest recovery that they had ever seen. Yeah. It's been pretty bonkers really. So like, I mean, like, you know, you never know what was going to happen in the future, Mm. but you could always get another job. There's always someone out there looking for like, there's always work available. Yeah. And that's why it's really important to have an emergency fund. Yeah. And like worst comes to worst, like, I don't care. I'd go deliver pizzas or something. Yeah, I wouldn't care. Like, that could <laughs> be a fun job. I mean, I've done it before. Like, you know, if, if worse comes to worse, like, you, yeah. there are ways to find money or just tie it on the belt. Like, yeah. it's not the end of the world. And, like, any, jo- any money is good money, so any job is a good job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I guess, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a valid criticism, I feel like. Um, but, yeah, I guess there's options out of it or, you know, there's alternatives. Yeah, so there's always ways to make extra money if shit does hit the fan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I guess that moves on to the next thing, which I guess we've spoken about a little bit is how we hope to achieve fire. Yeah. So for me, like I spoke about before is paying off all debts. I want to be, I am completely debt free from my bank yeah. apart from the mortgage, but I am not completely debt free from my mum. <laughs> yeah. And she's not a tyrant. Like she's cool. Like she's pretty good with it. It was only because I got my car because my stepdad wanted a newer one and instead of them selling his car, like I just took the car and mm. I just paid what they would have wanted for it. So And you wanted that car. I wanted that car so bad. And we just and we were buying a house. And we were buying so a house. Yeah. So like there was no way that I could fork out, you know, twenty thousand dollars for a car, which, you know, still like now that I know about fire, I'm like, Oh, why did I <laughs> wanna pay twenty thousand dollars for a car? But Honestly, like I'll keep that car until it dies. Yeah. Um, yeah. So paying off all of my debt, all of my bad debt, you know, I have huge hex debt. That mm. means nothing like that is, yeah. that's a whatever. And then the mortgage, like they're good debts to have. They're okay debts to have. Yeah. Um, and then, so I hope to also achieve it by 
you know, building up a good emergency fund. So I think Dave Ramsey or whatever his name is says to have like a thousand dollars emergency fund, which I think is an absolute joke. Yeah. Personally, I think it's an absolute joke. Like that wouldn't even cover my mortgage payment for mm. the month. Yeah, I feel like because in America, like the personal finance situation is just so different. Like yeah. I think something, this is crazy statistic, like 80% of Americans are literally living paycheck to paycheck yeah. and they never have over $500 in their account at any given time. Which I think is really sad. Yeah, it is. Um, so I guess, yeah, I see where he's coming from, but in Australia, I don't... Yeah, in Australia, because our government is so nice to us and they give us... Not handouts, but we've got a lot of support from the government, mm, whereas yeah. in America they don't. But um, yeah, so having a good emergency fund and then starting to invest and then reinvesting those dividends. Yeah. So not taking them out, not spending them, reinvesting them back into the um, investment market or the stock market, which I think for me will be really, and I haven't had to do it yet, but I think that if I had started to get a fair few dividends like amounts of dividends coming through yeah i feel like i can't i would kind of be really tempted to be like oh well that's a thousand dollars that i could just take out yeah but i think for me if i don't see it it's probably better because otherwise i'll just watch it the whole time (laughs) yeah because if they do send it to you in the mail via check or put into your bank you're like oh i can spend that that's That's a new pair of shoes or a dinner out or whatever yeah but um yeah so i guess for um my way of how I'm going to achieve fire. So I guess we'll talk about a little bit whether we're going to fire together or separately. Yeah. Because that's a very kind of spoken about topic in the fire community, community, especially for couples. Yeah. So I guess for me, I run my own business. Um, so I have my business income and then I kind of sell the assets that I build. Um, so it's kind of like real estate in a way like you develop the websites yeah and then you flip them down the track so that's kind of my way to reach fire is to sell some of these websites and also the income from the business as well yeah and then again i'll do the same as you i'll just invest in some etfs yeah so yeah that's my strategy pretty simple um nothing too complicated yeah i think ours Um, is basically i think we're basically just on the same page which is just investing in the stock market yeah like not in not in real estate we're well, I mean, maybe down the track, but at the moment, I think we're both pretty set Yeah. on investing in the stock market and not investing in the property market. Yeah. So a question that I'm sure that many couples or many people that even like live together, maybe they're not even a couple, um, get would be, well, are you doing FIRE together or are you doing FIRE separately? So are you combining your investments or are you investing separately? Do you want to yeah. answer this? Well, I guess for us personally, we're going against the grain. Yeah. Because the things that I've listened to in the blogs and stuff and Reddit and um, Facebook, a majority of couples seem to pull their investments together. They combine, yeah. Yeah. But we're pretty different. <laughs> yeah. And like personally, I don't, I wouldn't mind if we did. Yeah. But I guess I'm also, I don't mind if we don't do it. Yeah. But for you personally, you... I'm quite stubborn. Yeah. And like for me, for me, it's an accomplishment thing. Like I want to do it because I like, I want to achieve it. Yeah. So I want, I want to see what I've been putting in grow rather than it together. Like I, and 
yeah, I, like I would just, it would be such a big accomplishment for me to be able to do it by myself and not have to rely on like you to then pick up like the slack. Like, I don't know. Like it just, mm. for me, it's, I want to do it because I want to actually do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like if it's just me, then I'll push myself even further. Yeah. Like I'll stay like really motivated. I don't know. I don't know if I'm explaining that. Yeah. Probably like, I don't want to have to rely on you to build up the investment portfolio mm. and then me live off that. Yeah. Like to me, that doesn't sound, sound good. And especially because our incomes are quite different as well. Like that again, to me, isn't mm. like good. Like I still, I would just want to do it for myself. Yeah. Basically. And I feel like that's maybe your mentality. Like yeah. you don't like. I'm so, in, I'm very independent with yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't ever want to rely on anyone for anything. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's like the crux of it. Yeah. Like you don't want to have to rely on me to invest. Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. I mean, like if we could combine our finances and, you know, be able to achieve fire within five years, like mm. how awesome would that be? Yeah. But that's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> like I know that like, I know that the whole point was first, you know, to retire early or retire early mm. and then like lower our, you know, working fraction. But for me, it's the, well, no, like I want to do it because I want to do it and I want my money to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. You want to reach those like personal goals. Yeah. Like for me, it's a personal goal. Like I think that there's a saying and I think it's, oh, I think it's not a reality TV show, (laughs) but the saying was, I'm with you because I love you, not because I need you. Yeah. That's, you say that a lot. Yeah. So I'm with you because I love you a lot. Mm. I'm not with you for like money. Yeah. Like I could leave you if I wanted to, like that would be, and I think that this is like really important for every woman and every single person mm-hmm. is to have enough money behind them that if they needed to leave, yeah. they can leave. Like, this sounds, I love you. And like, <laughs> Are we're you leaving so, me? No, we're like so happy together. But I'm just saying like that I don't ever want to have to rely on you. But I think it's also really important to acknowledge that if someone's working really hard for their money, then that's theirs. It's not yours. Mm. And that's also maybe that's my stubborn and independence and you know like you work really hard for your money so you should do whatever you want with it i shouldn't have a say in your money because it's yours not mine yeah and a lot of people will probably disagree with me and be like no you're in a relationship so like you have it's all equal and blah 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 no i disagree why why do you reckon it's like that have you always thought like that for me yeah i don't know i think so i think i've just always thought of that like Mm. I earn my money, so it's mine. Yeah. I don't earn my money for then you to go and spend it. But in saying that, like, we're both open to combining Yeah. Um, our fire investments down the track. Yeah, if we needed to, if we wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, just going back a bit, like, say one of us lost our jobs or my business went kaput. Yeah. And, like, both of us would help each other out. Yeah, we'd be more than happy to support the other one. Like, yeah. pay the mortgage, pay the bills, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like it's then, not like, oh, like, you're not spending my money. Get out of the house. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's not, it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's not like that. And that's probably how I maybe came across a little bit before. But no, that's not like it at all. It's more mm. like if it was needed. Yeah. Then, of course. Yeah. I mean, I reckon, I reckon personally it's awesome. Like, you know. <laughs> you're just happy that I'm not asking you for money to go and buy shoes and buy clothes. I, no, like, <laughs> if you wanted to combine, I'd be like, yeah, cool. But at the same time, for you, it gives you... A sense of like accomplishment and knowing it, that you've done all the stuff so you know i get it yeah <laughs> hit up the facebook page and let us know what you think yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah we've got a facebook page now guys 
is called The Financial Couple. So make sure that you go and find us on Facey and write us a little post. Let us know what you think. Yeah, and drop any ideas on episodes or like topics you'd like us to cover. Yeah, I mean, we've got a whole list of things that we want to talk about, but, you know, we'd like to see if we can include you guys in and let us know as well if you'd like to come on the pod and we can we can have a good chat. Yeah, you can grill us or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's been an interesting talk. It's been a very long talk. Thanks for having us in the ear, guys. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> see ya. The information in this podcast is for general information purposes only and does not constitute financial advice. All thoughts and opinions are our own. Before making any financial decisions, seek advice from a financial professional.